All right, welcome. Uh, yes, yet unnamed uh, podcast talking about uh, stuff with uh, Pete and Brian. I'm yeah. Brian. I'm Brian. You are. Pete. I am. And we talk about Oregon State University football. And oh wait, no, we no, don't. We don't. <laughs> right. We sort of do, but That's then we, we right. want to talk we're about the, the other one sports. That talk about the other. Yeah. 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 Okay. Shoot. Hey, happy Halloween, by the way. Yeah, happy Halloween. So if there are doorbells in the background, it's because it is Halloween, and it's around 6 o'clock, so I'm imagining some kids are going to come knock on the door at some point, and I'm the guy. That's like I do with process servers or whatever, same sort of general thing. Um, Hey, speaking of which, I mean, before we delve into sports, just for fun, Halloween, uh, do you you have a candy that you... if you ever went trick-or-treating as a kid, you were excited to get. And on the flip side, was there something you'd like, ah. Oh. I'm not, so I don't like, I mean. Um, You're a more steak, less cake kind of person. Anyway, yeah, so that's Sweets true. aren't really that's your thing, Sweets but. aren't my thing. For sure, I, I don't understand candy corn. No. Okay. I don't. No, there are no. people that love it. I, I know. And I, I am not one that understands candy corn. No, me neither. Um, it's like wax. Most anything else I can eat. I'm not a big fan of mounds and almond joys. Yeah. And, uh, not too much. Um, yet. Well, chocolate and coconut's kind of a weird yeah. combination to begin with. So it's for me when I was a kid, it was Crunch Bars, oh, Kit, yeah. Kit Kats, oh, yeah, and, right uh, Reese's, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Definitely. Now, fun fact about Kit Kats, because... Um, this body didn't happen by accident. I learned things like this that are important. You know, in between those wafers, uh-huh. that's not chocolate. That is actually like misshapen and defect Kit Kats that go into the rejection pile and they go and they are like ground up and huh. into a fine paste and used as what is Basically. in between the wafers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Had no idea, but I, I learned that once. I think it was on Halloween that I found that out. Mm-hmm. Pretty exciting. Uh, back when I had cable and I watched the Food Network, but uh, yeah, Beaver Sports. Um, the, there was there was football. The, there was football. So let's talk about it and get that kind of out of the way. Sure, they yeah. bounced back after getting crushed at home uh, by Utah. They did go down to Strawberry Canyon and hang on to beat the Cal Bears, twenty-one uh, seventeen after blowing a fourteen nothing lead. I almost texted you because I had a feeling that you would have had some sort of snarky remark about this is when they blow it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because history, I, yeah. I, I we know I we've, we've been there. Yeah, did I watch that game? I can't know. Oh, you I don't, watch I don't think I watched that game. Oh, okay, um, well, though they won though, and that's good. So yeah. two and two in the conference, three and four overall, tied for second place in the Pac-12 North behind that team from Eugene that we don't like to talk about very much. Um, and the punter was named the uh, special teams player of the week a couple weeks ago after they won that game. So. Good for him, Daniel. Good for him. Yep. You don't actually punters. Yeah. Well, if you want a career as a punter, come to Oregon State. That's true. Um, Let's talk about cross country. People out running uh, with nothing chasing them. The Beavers competed in the Nutty Comb Invite in Madison, Wisconsin. Didn't go awesome, unfortunately. Uh, Beavers came into thing ranked 25th in the country. Uh, As a team, they finished 30th out of a 36-team field. But this is this is a uh, fairly elite event. And in fact, it was this very event that last year got the Beavers cross-country team kind of on the map because they came out of nowhere to finish 11th. Um, this year, they finished 30th. Uh, they started out strong. There's there's two races, kind of like with rowing and some of the other sports. There's the A race, the B, and whatever. In the B race, the Beavers did really good in the uh, first part of the day. They took 11th place in that. 
And then in the A race, they finished 30th. The higher, uh, highest individual finisher for the team was junior Lexi Reed, who covered the course in 21 minutes, 19.7 seconds. So that's pretty quick because I believe that one was the 5K course. Um, so that's, uh, that's a pretty good little, uh, little, cool. uh, run yeah, there. Yeah. Good. Yep. Cool. And, um, gymnastics, not much happening yet. Full season schedule was announced, uh, and, uh, tickets will, they're on sale. A lot of buzz for this team. They finished. Yeah, the right. The there seems year. to be a lot of buzz for the team coming up. Um, I do want to mention one thing that okay. it was, and I only like this because of her name. Awesome. Savannah Force. Yeah, that is fun. <laughs> was her birthday yesterday, so happy birthday to nice. her. Great name. <laughs> um, women's soccer out there on the pitch. The, uh, the Beavers went down to the Valley of the Sun, took on the Arizona State Sun Devils in Tempe. Uh, that was a good day. They outshot the Devils 14-10. to 10. Uh, Ultimately, they won the match 3-1. to 1. And what was really cool, freshman Abby Schwartz, who is, by the way, the pride and joy of uh, Port Moody, British Columbia. Um, you ever been to Port Moody? No. Yeah, me either. But it is actually part of the uh, Vancouver Metroplex. It's um, actually the smallest of the Tri-Cities on the east end of uh, Burrard uh, Inlet. Um, there's a town that I can't pronounce to the west, Coquitlam, I think it's called, and Burnaby um, also uh, to the south. Uh, Port Moody is uh, named for Richard Moody, who was the first lieutenant governor of British Columbia. So um, I had free time on my hands. Apparently. <laughs> but uh, back to the field, uh, the pitch, as they call it, where the Beavers uh, did win, um, thanks to two goals from freshman Abby Schwartz of Port Moody, uh, B.C. <clears throat> it's better to be safe than sorry, though. And so Mackenzie Weinert, uh, sophomore from Milwaukee, Oregon, tacked on a goal as well. And the Beavers came out aggressively and actually got off their first shot in 37 seconds. That one didn't find the back of the net, but two shots did in the first half. So the Beavers led 2-0 at halftime uh, before taking on the uh, tacking on the closer there in the 81st minute uh, to hmm. give themselves some insurance with nine minutes to go. Cool. Uh, and whatever stoppage time uh, there was, which I still have yet to figure out. Yeah, I don't uh, on, uh, always understand that. Then uh, Sunday, they made the 142-mile trip uh, kind of east-southeast to the old Pueblo of Pima County in Tucson. That was a less than fruitful fruitful uh, trip, though. Uh, the Arizona Wildcats knocked the Beavers off 2-1, to one, uh, which does uh, drop the Beavers to 10-4-2 and two overall. They had that hot start where they came out non-conference 8-0, um, uh, 10-4-2 overall, 2-4-2 in the Pac-12 conference. Hope that even in defeat, the team did get to go to El Guero Canelo and uh, power down some Sonoran hot dogs. That's an idea for Bill, our friend, uh, with mm, his tailgate. Yeah. See, next year, I think the football what, team is playing um, so uh, in Corvallis. What makes a Sonoran hot dog? Sonoran hot dogs, I'm glad you asked. Uh, they are either take you a hot dog, uh-huh. wrap it in bacon, okay, and, you know, you cook it on a flat top, generally speaking. Uh, then they have a special bun that's made for it, and um, uh, I can't remember the name of the bakery, but there's one that specializes in that, although I'm sure there are several that manufacture them. Put it in there, and then they uh, cover it with uh, pinto beans and salsa, and typically like either a jalapeno crema or uh, sometimes uh, uh, mustard or something like that, and it's phenomenal. 
just fantastic. So on the on the scale, I'm going to create a scale for food. It takes about okay. six it takes about six months off your life if you eat one. Basically, it's sounding like you know hot dog, bacon, cream. Yeah, I'd say yeah. So uh, six months. It's about a six. It's, it's about a six month or yeah, okay. but it's, it's totally worth it. Okay, uh, they, but they serve it though with a, a couple of uh, typically with a couple of roasted. Uh, I want to say serrano peppers. Oh, yeah. Um, that so sounds good. They get you capsaicin. And maybe yeah, it cancels sounds out good. Um, I might have to go down there for a basketball game and check it out. You absolutely should. Um, right. They also actually, I mean, there's another spot famous in Tucson called El Perro Loco, and they're good. But, yeah, I'm, I definitely got to talk to Bill, see if he can get that hooked up for his tailgater next year if Arizona comes. And uh, I'd help him cook and definitely help him eat them. Um, staying on the pitch, uh, talking about men's soccer next. Uh, the men had some days off after their last game, and they apparently took advantage of their rest time because they went into San Diego, took down the San Diego State Aztecs, won squat in overtime. Uh, sophomore named Gloria Armanda, Amanda, sorry, no R, just mm-hmm. Amanda found the net uh, for the winner eight minutes into extra time. And then they uh, went up the road to Scooch to UCLA in Westwood, where on Sunday afternoon the Beavers came away with a 3-2 win over the Bruins. The junior by the name of Joel Walker scored the winning goal, and he assisted on the other two goals in the victory, so a big day for him. And uh, that moves the Beavers to 7-5-1 and one on the season overall, and 4-2-1 uh, and one in the Pac-12. So they're in pretty good shape. I forgot where that puts them in the standings, but they're having a good season. Uh, volleyball, um, they're in the teeth of a grueling, grueling Pac-12 schedule right now, but... Back on the 20th, they pushed the powerful UCLA Bruins to a five-set showdown before ultimately coming up a little bit short. That was a good sign of where the team is because they went on the road right after that. And on the road at the McHale Center in Tucson at Lude Olson Court, uh, the Beavers upset the always powerful Arizona Wildcats. Now, Arizona's not having a great Mm -hmm. season this year, but historically, um, Arizona's a good team and the Beavers have always had a rough go with them. So... It was good for them to get in there and beat uh, beat the Wildcats. Yeah. Um, not only did they beat the Wildcats on the road, but they did it after dropping the first two sets. So they had to win three straight sets to actually uh, win that match. And that's something they had not done in a very long time. Uh, the last time they did that was 2011, eight years ago against Wyoming. <laughs> Uh, more importantly, this was their first road win in the Pac-12 this year, and that's always good for some momentum. Once you actually win a game on the road, you can relax a little bit and say, okay, this is possible. The monkey's off our back. Let's do this. I'm not sure the football team, which still hasn't beaten USC on the road. But <laughs> they will. They're due. It has only been since like 1933. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but anyway, that uh, leads us to the, the matchup with the Sun Devils in volleyball. Not as successful. Unfortunately, the Beavers were uh, swept out of Wells Fargo Arena. I hope they uh, got to have some dinner downtown Phoenix. I've been uh, been thinking about the food. I, I obviously uh, got uh, something on my mind there. Arrogant Butcher, that place popped into my head. They have this cocktail there called mm-hmm. the Unfortunate Role Model, uh, which is somewhere between an old-fashioned, which you're a fan of, and a Sazerac, which I like. Uh, brings people together. Plus, you can add a nice cold Miller Highlight for a buck. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. So they pay you to drink the Miller High Life? Correct. Or? Yeah. Like, so they actually take a dollar off your bill. And, 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 yeah. um, I do like Phoenix. So downtown Phoenix is uh, it's the real city. It's the real deal. Uh, I saw Hanson there last year um, with members of the Phoenix Symphony. I'm not bragging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not ashamed. You know, I'm not uh, shouldn't you be, though? Maybe a little. Shouldn't you be? Yeah, possibly. 
Uh, Beavers Volleyball now sits at 9 and 12 overall, uh, 3 and 7 in the Pac 12 conference. Um, the wrestling team. I was going to say Pac 12 is a tough place to play volleyball, it's a tough isn't place it? To like, play volleyball, like, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, there's a state called California that happens to host four great teams, and yeah. then yeah, it doesn't get any easier. And then Washington's still got one of the top 10 teams. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, you know, wrestling, uh, they started up. Uh, practice has begun. Season or opener isn't that far off. Uh, Inter squad orange and black duel was last night. They don't, of course, publish results of that unless you're like really digging deep. Um, Halloween, uh, let's see here. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, it is Halloween. And so that made me think about pumpkin, which is what I called the uh, basketball when I was the voice of the Crescent Elevators. I don't know how I didn't end up having a successful broadcasting career, but uh, I mean, just probably because I also said pumpkin <coughs> once in a while. But anyway, uh, talking about hoops, um, um, the, uh, the men, they played and, um, mm. they played against, uh, I've got it. I, I almost forgot just cause it wasn't that big of a deal. Carroll college, the fighting saints of Helena, Montana, which is kind of an oxymoronic name. I think a little bit, but they wonked on them. It was 79, 60, but it wasn't really that close. Cause the starters pretty much only played the first half. And, um, Trace Tinkle had 13 points. Ethan Thompson pumped in. Uh, 14. Kyler Kelly, the seven-footer with the ridiculous wingspan, dropped in 16. Uh, to bring home the difference in athleticism, the uh, Beavers outscored the Fighting Saints 31 to 2 in the paint. Sorry, 21 to 2 on fast break and 36 to 18 in the paint. Uh, then the Warner Pacific Fighting Adult Degree programs came in. I don't remember what their their mascot is, but they took their whooping too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Tuesday night. Beavers ran circles around uh, WP. Uh, beat them 96 to 45. Um, that reminds me, uh, when we were going to school, we played intramural sports. Um, yeah. We were on B League basketball teams, but one year somebody accidentally signed us up for the A League. Were you on that team? No. Okay. I was not on that team. You're lucky you weren't on that team because some dummy in our dorm signed us up for the A League team and we lost. And we lost. And we lost. We lost. I was going to say, when we played, we barely made the, like, the B team. Yeah. Competitive for that's us, right. That's exactly like we were right. rough. It was a rough go to make a B team competitive. Yeah. So um, I, I think uh, I should have volunteered to uh, be the captain of the the team in the dorm, so we didn't sign up for the wrong league. Because playing in A league was not yeah, fun. I mean, it, yeah. The only intramural sport we somewhat had success in was softball. That was fun too. Like we had yeah. some success in softball. We did. Um, but anyways, that yeah, that's probably what it felt like though for Warner Pacific yeah. to be playing against the Division One Pac-12 team. They uh, were tied at eight early on in the game, and the Beavers ripped off a 29-2 run. It was 49-18 at half. Warner Pacific is, I think, either Division three or NAIA school, if they still exist. Uh, so the difference in talent is pretty stark. Trace Tinkle led the Beavers in this particular woodshedding with uh, 19 points. So I can see your eyes are big as silver dollars. You're yeah. chomping in the bit. Let's talk about the women's basketball. Yes, today. let's talk about my favorite women's basketball team. Yeah. A uh, big preseason event coming up November 4th. Yeah, so USA Basketball comes in November 4th. They did already have a game uh, this last Sunday. I did go Union Bulldogs. Yes. Uh, they kind of handled them pretty easily. 95-41, yeah. I believe. Yeah, not too bad. Um, so just stat lines. So Taylor Jones, freshman, scored 27 points. She went for 11 for 20. She had 12 re- rebounds, so a double-double in her first game. And she and had five, five blocks. blocks. Yeah. Uh, Destiny Slocum had 16 points, 5 assists. Michaela Pivik, 14 points, 9 rebounds. Again, 
crazy with the rebounds. Oh, yeah. People forget she's a guard. Uh, Kennedy Brown, another freshman, had 12 points and seven boards. Aaliyah Goodman went three for three on three point shots. Yeah, so nine surprising. points. Yeah. And then uh, Jasmine Simmons, Patricia Morris also had six points each. Yeah. Um, Aaliyah Goodman's pretty much in her range as soon as she goes through the tunnel. Yeah, no, it's funny watching her shoot warmups. You know, we were kind of laughing because people I was sitting next to because we were like, why is there a difference between men's three-point line and women's three-point line? Because Aaliyah Goodman sit there, her and like even Cat Tudor, even though Cat Tudor wasn't dressed yeah. for the game, she was shooting at the edge of the beaver head on center court. Yeah. Like she was just throwing it up and she was like nailing some, you know, yeah. it's crazy. It's Let's crazy. talk about Taylor, uh, Taylor Jones. She's a yeah. freshman, obviously. Freshman. So but, I, uh, tell me what you see. Though. So, I, so she's like super impressive to watch her play. Um, great hands, moves well without the ball. Um, they were feeding her like, again, that she was pretty much open. And so they were feeding her inside, catch, put it up. So, Good baskets there. Very strong defender with the five blocks there. Mm -hmm. um, she's really long, so I think she's deceptively long. Mm -hmm. So I think she's like when we used to play with Brent Barrett, right? Her wingspan yeah. I think is longer <laughs> than she is tall. Yeah. So I think that's what players have, are going to struggle with there. Yeah. Um, Six four and yeah, the one freshman she might still grow. She might, yeah, could be. That's not. As likely so, in, in women as it is in men, but yeah. Um, the one thing that I noticed, the kind of like the side thing I noticed that she brought to the game, kind of beyond like the points and all that stuff, is when on defense she was communicating really That's well. Good. Right. So when they were trying to run a pick and roll, she's sitting there calling out loudly to the guards what's going on, what to do, and so I think the team defense is going to be better with her. Um, she was very vocal on the floor in terms of that communication. That's um, good. So I think lots that's of athleticism really, out of her too. Yeah, a lot so about that's... yeah. So I think it's really positive. Um, Kennedy Brown again, same thing. Really impressive. She was super aggressive. Um, again, she, you know, it's her first college game, and she's like, when she had open three, she was trying to shoot the three. She was taking shots. Um, she drew four fouls, mm -hmm. but again, to me, we talked about this last year with Taya Corsdell. I, I think that just means she's being trying to be aggressive on defense and she's just trying to learn the, the way the play calls go. So I think again, she's going to get situated. She's going to be great. I think what's other, which should scare the crap out of other teams mm -hmm. is Taylor Jones in the high post. I mean, Taylor Jones in the low post and Kennedy Brown in the high post because mm -hmm. her passing, she had some great passes into the low post from the high post. Awesome. Then she could drive from the high post. That should scare the crap out of other teams, in my opinion. Well, um, let's hope so. I think that, you know, this is a team that uh, they're young now, but... But they're not, right? They're not that young. Because they have a lot of experience, right? So then, you you, you know, Michaela Pivik's a senior. There you go. She's... She's going to play the way she's going to play. I mean, she had a play where she drove. I mean, she makes these crazy shots, and whenever the team needs a basket, she makes something happen. And so she drove down the lane, got bumped. You know, she drives left, got bumped, gets kind of stopped, and then she put it up with the right hand, and it goes in, right? And I was sitting there like, I don't know how she did that, right? Yeah. Um, 
So she's, yeah, so she's looking really good. Destiny Slocum looked really good. And I think we talked about this last year where I think she was playing at a speed a little faster than some of her teammates. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look that way this year. Okay. So I think that year of playing with the rest of the team is starting to come. So she's hitting passes, seemed to have like less, because last year she'd throw these passes and she'd get kind of tagged for the turnover. And it was kind of like she was a step ahead or two steps ahead of the play. And so now I think that, yeah, so that's coming through. She lined up a couple of good threes, you know, when she was open. So that was great. Leah Goodman looked way like it was really something you don't notice, but her ball handling was just Mm -hmm. like, you could sort of tell it was just way better from her experience over the summer. Uh, Patricia Morris looked really good. I mean, she was grabbing really strong rebounds, playing strong defense. And again, getting some good baskets near the near getting some good scores near the basket. Uh, Jasmine Simmons looked really good. I think, you know, with her, I think she had some great fast book, fast break plays, lots of good passing. If she gets in a groove shooting, I think she's going to be in stop pretty hard to stop. And then Maddie Washington and Janessa throw play played some solid minutes. Uh, Janessa had this great kind of drive across the lane and dish to Taylor Jones. It was a really good play. Some cool moments was like Noel, Noel Mannion, Noel Mannon played. Mm-hmm. And she's a redshirt freshman. So I have to look up the, did that mean she was a freshman last year and she sat out? Right. And then, but as soon as she checked in, the crowd went crazy because she's a walk on. Oh. So yeah, awesome. so the crowd went crazy. Well, that's um, cool. And Taylor yeah. Jones, um, she's also, she comes from a background of winning, yes. which is nice because then you just, yeah, no, she gives the way, you could tell, you could tell the way that, both the freshmen carried themselves on the court. Mm-hmm. They weren't shy. They weren't afraid. They just went out there and did their thing. And, yeah. and you know, so that was, so I think it's a really positive um, thing Jones for the team. Two consecutive state titles in yeah. Texas. Yes. No yeah. So, Dallas Christian. Yeah. yeah so I, uh, I think the team is really strong. And, and so, um, so as we stack up, so, so Oregon State is what, we're six Ranked, USA uh, t- today poll, and one and seventh in the AP poll. Yeah. So we're six, six or six seven. Six or seven, depending on So that play. team that's down the road that we don't like talking about is ranked number one. Yes, they are. Rightly so. They're a great they're team. Amazing. You know, Ruthie Heber, Sabrina Escu um, are fantastic players. I yeah. still think Satu Sabli is the most dangerous person on that team. But... I looking think at so how fun we to watch match this up. Pac-12 this year. Yeah, looking at how we match up, I think with the like what seemed to bother um, Ruthie Hebert a little bit last year was the length of some players, mm-hmm. and so I think we've got more length this year. And Kennedy Brown, I think, matches up well with Satu Sabli because size and speed wise. And then you know we've got this whole rotation of guards that are pretty tough. So yes. I, I think it's a good matchup. I think Civil War is going to be insane. I, I think so too. You know, um, so I can't wait for that. But lots yeah. of games before to get there. Well, yeah, and they are the the team yeah. down the street is named uh, preseason number one yep. in the country. They are preseason number one. Well, you know, preseason number one doesn't always mean anything. Yeah. Sometimes it's right on the money. When back when UConn was rolling, it, yeah, they right, were number right, one like for pre- reasons. I, I they think, won sixty games in a yeah, row. Or something. So I think <laughs> Baylor is still going to be tough. I yeah, think there's got a lot of good programs out there. So the tournament this year is going to be crazy. Well, how many Pac-12 teams are in the top twenty? Is it five? I want to uh, say it's five or almost six. I, I think there's a consi- I think there's a scenario, and I was trying to do the math 
where there could be seven teams in the tournament from the Pac-12. <laughs> I think because if you look at it, the top six teams, top seven teams, I mean, you're talking, I think if you look at the Pac-12 preseason, like how they're supposed to project, yeah. six and seven is like Arizona, Arizona State. Right. Right? So it's, like, it's not like they're slouches, right? No. So I think you can see a path where seven teams could get invited to the tournament because the, you know, the Pac-12 is just that tough. So it's going to be a great. There's also, of course, season. the danger of the, them cannibalizing themselves. But I True. think that it's one of those things where I think if people, as long as the teams stay healthy, yeah, um, you know, I think it should be a lot of good teams going to the tournament from the Pac-12. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I think it's really a strong possibility and an exciting one that the two teams from Oregon finish one, two in the conference. Stanford is really good. Stanford's is Stanford's going to be really good. UCLA is going to be really good. Like Michaela Unwear is going to be tough. Yeah. Um, You know, and then, like I said, those are just the four. And then you've got Arizona. Arizona State are always tough. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just, you know, six to seven teams from Pac-12 going to the tournament, I think, is a real possibility. It's an exciting season. Yeah. Now, a couple things. Yes, sir. So, Cat Tudor. Did not Cap Tudor, Taya Corsdale, and Yelena Mitrovic did not dress. Okay. I don't know. I, I think Cap Tudor's still rehabbing her knee. Unfortunately, they did. They deny. I found out they denied her red shirt. Oh. For last year, so this will be her last, last year. year. But you know, she she. So we wish them all the best. I don't know what's going on with Taya Corsdale, or I think Yelena Mitrovic might be a year or her leg. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see what happens or what the final roster. I, I think if it's exhibition, is it still they haven't set final roster yet or it's something? Entirely possible because like, I don't know they don't else. have an official preseason. Like on yeah. the men, they played the right the two exhibition games against uh, you know right. the Sisters of the Poor and the Oregon yeah. School for the Deaf or whatever whatever it was. And then uh, they have their first official non-conference game coming up. So. Yeah, so I think we don't. So I think after the USA basketball game, because I think that's an exhibition too, then I guess we'll see what the final roster is. I think it's 13 players for a NCAA roster. Right. So we'll see what happens. Um, there is other stuff coming up. I mean, besides yeah. it, but um, we'll, we'll just, I'll save that for last so you can enjoy that. Because <laughs> yeah. I know you're excited. Uh, men's soccer, November 7th, they will be uh, taking on Stanford at Paul Lorenz Field. In OSU, uh, women's soccer, big weekend for them. Two ranked opponents coming in. Uh, UCLA, um, they're playing for all the full-size Butterfinger bars on this Halloween over at Lorenz Field right now, as a matter of fact, mm. as we speak. And uh, we'll actually kick off at 7, but that's that's going on tonight. Uh, Saturday, they will be taking on the USC Trojans, who they have not beaten since 2011. So they're mm. due. Yeah, they that's one due. way to look at it. Yeah. Um, or USC is just really good at soccer, one or the other. And uh, <laughs> the wrestling program, next up for them, November 9th, they have a split squad uh, type of thing where they're going to send some of the wrestlers up to the Clackamas Community College for the Clackamas Invitational, where I'm sure they mm. probably also have some uh, people that are recruiting that they're checking out too. And then other members of the team are going all the way back to the Mountaineer Invitational in the uh, hot spot of Boone, North Carolina, a town named for frontiersman Daniel Boone, uh, so ably portrayed in the television series by Fess Parker. 
Now, I used to watch that all the time. Yeah, apparently. I'm not proud of it, but I'm not ashamed. Again, I mean, with an eye like an eagle and tall as a mountain was he, man. I mean, Daniel Boone was a man. He was a a big man. And he fought for America to keep all Americans free. But anyways, um, cross country, uh, cross country uh, beavers will be hosting the Pac-12 championships, which is a big deal. Uh, It is in Monmouth uh, because there is a dedicated cross country course. Oh, there. cool. At um, just, uh, and I don't know if it's actually on the campus of Western or I don't really know that area, but it's at the Ash Creek Preserve. And uh, so the Beavers are the host team for the Pac-12 championships. And uh, it's the first time that they've had a dedicated cross country course hosting the conference championships. So that is a cool thing. All 12 schools have a women's team and 10 of the 12 have a men's team. Uh, so it's a big thing. It's actually going to be televised on the Pac-12 network starting tomorrow morning at 11 a.m., which if you watch somebody else running on TV, I think it counts as a workout, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know for sure. No, I don't think so. It doesn't work that way? No. Uh, okay. uh, men's golf uh, Men's golf team is going to wrap up their fall season at the St. Mary's Invitational. Uh, that's down in California at St. Mary's uh, University, uh, November 4th through 6th. The women get it a little bit better because for the 4th through 6th of November, they play in something called the Pac-12 preview where the Pac-12 teams pack up their bags and go over to Hawaii and play some golf. Nice work if you can get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's going to be going on for that particular weekend. Um, football, we would be remiss not to mention the football team does play at Arizona on uh, yeah. Saturday, 1 o'clock. Because, again, this is a team that's on the rebuild. Yeah, this is a game where you look at it, and early on you would have said, "Man, Arizona's going to be good," but Arizona has hit the hit a rough patch, which is exactly what the Beavers need. Playing a team that's on the skids is how a team that's trying to get better actually gets some wins under their belt. Uh, because actually Arizona was four and zero, and then they started giving up about forty five points a game, and Kevin Sumlin fired the entire defensive staff. New DC. That's, I was going to say that's a rough thing. That's a, that's a rough thing to do in the middle of the season, isn't it? Well, you know, he's probably uh, coaching for his own job, so he's like, "Well, we got to have some heads roll, so that mine doesn't." Uh, but if the Beavers can get their offense rolling early, might have a shot at their third conference win, which could get Jonathan Smith a lifetime contract extension. Let's hope they don't get too carried away. Um, so that's that's coming up. And the game's at 1, which is unusual for Arizona because it's hot, but it's November, so it's only going to be 85 degrees of kickoff. Uh, men's basketball, they open up their non-conference season, the games that actually count on mm-hmm. the record. Yeah. So even if the wheels would have fallen off and they would have lost to uh, Warner Pacific or, or the other school, that wouldn't have counted anyway. But um, this one, the games that do count, they're opening up against Cal State Northridge November 5th at Gill Coliseum. Women, no big deal there. There's nothing going on. Yeah, no big deal. Team USA just rolls in on the 4th. I'm so upset. I'm going to miss that. I'm going to be out of town traveling. Um, as well as I'm going to be missing the first four uh, games for the uh, preseason NIT. No, oh, man. That we're playing. So yeah. That I'm women's basketball team, that's, uh, that's going to be an interesting – give me an interesting thing because you're playing against the absolute best players – in the world. Yeah. Because women's basketball in the U.S. is right now, as we I speak, say, yes. still yep. the best yep. team in For the world. Sure. Yep. And uh, so 
whether you're a top 10 team in the college ranks or not. You're playing against the best that have ever done it. Yeah. Some of the best that have ever done it, right? Sue Bird. Diana Taurasi's coming in town. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I, I, again, I I hope there's a video that I can catch later to watch this. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be on uh, I have no the idea. tubes. I have but... no idea. But it, hopefully I can find it because I want to see how or you know how Coach Rook coaches this too, right? Like, who is he going to have guard people? Who is he going to have do this? Yeah. You know, is he just going to, you know, what's, what's he going to do? Yep. Well, and you remember the um, team of all stars of college all stars uh, beat or at least challenged the Olympic Dream Team back. That's so long ago now. I can't remember back in '92, and uh, so that when that happened, um, that actually lit a fire under Team USA, and then they won by an average of like 73 points. Yeah, but I mean, but you, you watch the documentary on that and yeah. how Chuck Daly did that. Right. Like he did that on purpose, and then he kind of. Handicapped them, made these weird subs. Yeah. And then when the pros started to make a comeback, he was like, okay, that's the game you guys lost. So, yeah, that's kind of funny. But uh, this will be an actual honest to goodness game. And I'm yeah. excited for that. Um, it'll probably be on the TV or the internet. I, I hope so. And That'll I hope be, I can try and watch it. I like but the, I will, uh, I am going to miss it. Um, yeah. My friend Dan got my tickets. He, he went up my tickets so well that's good as long as uh those seat my seats are going to get used yeah. i think that hopefully gil call seems packed house i mean it, even it really should be I sunday mean. when i was there the last game even though it's preseason free it was pretty full we still made a lot of noise which is again playing in gills pretty fun so yeah i mean i'm excited for that well um yeah that's that's got good stuff coming up yeah yeah lots of good stuff coming up i'm again super excited about the women's team going to be a pretty fantastic season i hope all right well we'll uh, reconvene when uh, you're back in town i suppose and take a look at things yes uh well i'll be back in town second week in november and then we'll get together and record another episode yeah and by then who knows what could have happened so yeah it'll be exciting times we'll have some uh, more stuff to report on and some more stuff to look forward to as absolutely the, uh, especially as, as basketball season gets in this swing. so yeah absolutely all right well thanks brian um, thank you happy the- halloween we'll uh We'll do this again next time, so go Bees. Thanks, everybody, for listening.